Welcome to Unhurried Moments. I'm Johnny Moore. Each of these episodes is a story of when our sense of time shifts and we get a new insight or perspective on life. If you listen regularly, you'll know that these stories cover a wide range of emotions. Some are lighter, others more sober, and many don't fall into a simple category. Today's episode is about a tragedy, and yet is more than that. Steve Chapman, an artist, writer and speaker, tells a story that begins at home on an apparently normal weekend. So I was sitting in in the living room one Saturday afternoon, I think it must have been just after lunchtime with my daughter, uh, playing on on the Nintendo Switch. And then my dog started going crazy, but a really weird high pitched bark that I've heard before from her, normally when she's really super excited. And so I had to look out the window and I couldn't see anything, sat down again, but she kept on barking. So I went out the front door to, to investigate. And then I could hear, as I went out the front door, I could hear someone talking on, on a car phone, a really loud speaker phone, which I thought was a bit annoying. So I walked towards that sound and then saw someone sitting in the car, the woman sitting in the car completely ashen face, looking completely detached. And I realized she was talking to the emergency services. So I carried on walking and a little bit further from the car, I saw a man leaning over the body of a child. And it was from that moment, it was almost like instantly I knew exactly what was going on in a weird way that I couldn't describe. And from that moment on, it felt like I was in an incredibly spacious time. It's like I had all of the time in the world to think and act. And it was, it was a weird calm came over me. So there's obviously something going on. There's obviously been some sort of accident or incident. There's a young child laying on the floor and two distraught parents. And I'm not sure if it was, because years ago I was a scuba diving instructor. So I did lots of first aid training. I thought at the time, maybe that's what well, I didn't think at the time. Afterwards, I thought maybe that all kicked in. There's just a calm of assess the situation. It was something different to that. And I I remember vividly, I went up to approach the child and the father and asked what had happened. And again, it's just, I remember the thought process of thinking, right, don't dive into a situation, establish what it was, uh, what's, what's happened. It could be electrocution, it could be poison, it could be all of these different things. And so I said to the father, what's happened? And he said, the child's got hit by a car. And so again, calm. I remember saying to him, right, you look after your older daughter who was just there watching it. And I went in, I checked for breathing, I checked for heart rate, and then um, started to do CPR. And again, it's it's an automatic response, but a really weird out-of-body response because I'd only ever done CPR on either a willing live volunteer. Because when you're scuba diving, you have to learn how to do CPR and it's mouth to nose in the water in the middle of the sea. So I always used to practice with my dad. And the only other time I've actually done CPR was on a dummy. And I remember it all coming back and thinking, right, how old is this child? I'm not sure. I can't tell how old this child is. It could be anywhere between one and four years old. And again, that slow, detailed thought process must have happened in like a matter of a second. And then thinking, well, I don't really know whether I should do the adult CPR or the child CPR, or the young child CPR or the infant CPR here. So I'll go somewhere in between. And then doing CPR and again thinking, oh God, this is horrible. 
this is so much more gory and revolting in real life than it was on the dummy or even on my dad in the middle of the ocean when we're practicing. And then it felt like, I have no idea how long the time was. I remember the paramedics turning up or me saying to the dad that this is what you need to keep doing and showing him how to do the CPR. I remember him saying, is, is she breathing again? And saying, no, no, she's not. You need to carry on doing this. And I went off to look after the other girl that had wandered off and the paramedics turned up. And then the paramedics took over. And again, I was surprised they didn't come running out of the ambulance, just going, oh my God, quick. They were very calm. And then watching the paramedics work on the little girl and just seeing the the dad standing there just saying, come on, breathe, breathe. And thinking, I haven't got a fucking clue what to do. I really don't know what to do. And all I did is I just hugged him and just hugged him for what felt like about five hours as we watched, but it was probably only really 10 minutes. And then the paramedics took the girl inside and then eventually took her away in the ambulance. And sadly, she died. And I think it was when I left the site and went back home, time returned to normal. And that whole thing, that must have been 45 minutes at the most. But it felt like about five hours. And whilst I obviously would never want that experience to happen to anyone or for anyone to be involved in it as I was, there was something, and I mean this with the greatest respect of the child and the family, there's something weirdly magical about that slowing down experience. Maybe experiencing reality more like reality actually is. And that was my unhurried moment. And I have, bizarrely, I have absolutely no regrets. I don't think I could have done anything different or better. I wouldn't have made any different choices. And I wonder if that was because of that clarity of slowed down thought and experience I had in the moment. It's a powerful and perhaps uncomfortable story about a shocking experience. Listening to it, I found myself wondering if our normal experience of reality captures all of what's really going on. Although it could be described as traumatic, Steve observed that in this crisis he didn't lapse into fight, flight or freeze, but stayed in motion. He went on to share another reflection on what was happening in those time-bending minutes. I've got a good friend who's a, a, an ordained Zen minister, and she taught me about the three tenets of the Zen peacemakers, which is to bear witness, to practice not knowing, and that gives rise to compassionate action. And I told her about this afterwards, and she said, that was your bearing witness. And if I think of that, it's like, it was my bearing witness and not knowing. That was a real reminder or an anchor or an experience of, no, this is what, this is what that stuff's really about. This is what they really mean. That's what not knowing really feels like. That's what bearing witness really feels like. And that's what empathy and compassion really feels like in those moments. And it's really hard work. It's a really human reminder of what it means to be human, I think. And as much as I wish it had never happened, it's a treasured reminder, I think. Many thanks to Steve Chapman for sharing his story. You can find out more about this podcast at the website unhurried.org. And until the next time, thank you for listening.